Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree at Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And as you probably guessed, I'm not Sergio, but I guess I'll have to do. And then I lost about 10 pounds on the way in, and I'll explain later. But don't worry. Sergio is here. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Southern California. Good morning, Ron. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Uh, Roseville with 107 degree heat. Oh my lord! Wow. And then on the fiber optics, that's what Sergio likes to call it. Um, we have none other than Mr. Steve Carson of the Penn Fishing Universities. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Ron and Sergio. Well, Ron, how does it feel to have all the room you want in that studio? You know what? It's really dark and really scary in here. There is absolutely nobody in here, so I'm going to count on you guys an awful lot, especially with your eight-day trip. So other than that, Sergio, you got anything new? Well, I want to find out how you lost all that weight this morning. I had to park on the far side of the moon. They're having a, They're having a run today. And every bit of parking, I could not pull into the front of the stadium. So, I actually had to park over by the Grove. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm actually sweating because I didn't get here, number one, because I thought, hey, I got plenty of time. And so, I actually kind of had to hobble run. You ever seen that? That's funny in heck. But um, I'm here. We made it. We got a great show lined up for you. So many things have happened this week. Uh, It's just uh, awesome. Fishing has taken off. Uh, Wait until you hear the fish reports. And then do we have Andrew Mack just sitting there waiting six feet under, trying to dig his way to the surface to answer this question? Are you there, Andrew? Of course. I'm here. Good morning, everybody. There he is. How's the sun look from? How's How's the sun look? Oh, there's no sun yet. Okay, so you're still digging your way out. Okay. No, there's oh, no man. sun yet. It's not sunrise yet. <laughs> I know it, but where I am, it feels like it's mid-afternoon now. <laughs> you can't do that to a 70-year-old guy, especially with a, you know, uh, hips don't lie, you know. It's just uh, one of those things. But, hey, I'm here, I'm alive, and it's great to be alive. And what else we got going, Sergio? Um, I'll tell you, um, you know, like I said, I'm up here in Roseville, um, just uh, going to celebrate my sister's 60th birthday. Uh, tonight's a big party. Um, at the same time, my parents' 64th wedding anniversary is tomorrow, the 2nd. Wow. And uh, mine and Rhonda's 
37th wedding anniversary is also tomorrow. They got married on the same day. Oh, so a... it's going to be uh, Party City tonight. Party right. City. That is really cool. That's just... However, however, in the oven, in the oven, it's 107 degrees in the shade, okay? And you guys know how I, I do not like heat. So, um, yeah, I, it'll be interesting at best. But okay. let, me, let me just ask this. Um, given all this heat, okay, the moisture at ground level cannot be that great, okay? So the mud must be turning into rock. How is the earthworm getting through? Well, <laughs> we gave him one of those uh, stat phones that actually go under the ground. So when he calls in like, and he gets ready to do his uh, freshwater report, it comes in loud and clear. You know that. Yeah, okay. Well, let's hear it. What's he got? Let's hear it, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so let's go ahead and start this thing off. We're going to start it at the, at the Eastern Sierras. So the Eastern Sierras, they're stocking every week, different locations. Uh, the state's coming in. This year, they have a lot bigger fish than last year. Um, I'm seeing it's common pound and a half to somewhat two-pounders are thrown in. But then they have the BFFE Foundation. Uh, they've been uh, stocking very good sized fish from five pounders to eight pounders and then occasional they'll put a nine and ten in uh with their mix so they've also been stocking uh some of the lakes up there in the bridgeport area um you know then a little bit south like uh lower virginia stuff like that and then i also uh saw yesterday they started stocking the creek uh virginia creek with five pound fish and that's i mean that brings back the old alper days you know i, I don't know if you guys remember when they had a, the Jim Alper, you know, they had his fish going in. And I can remember, you know, growing up when, you know, you're walking the creek and you're seeing a five to six pounder sitting in a big pool right there. And it's just, it's just seeing that kind of stuff. It's pretty awesome to see, you know, how the hatcheries are back, you know, from their, you know, from their problems a few years ago, you know, a lot of anglers are catching fish in different areas. Um, so it's just, it's just really awesome stuff uh, going on up there. Um, so, uh, so for instance, like uh, you have a uh, Silver Lake, uh, June Lake, Grand Lake, and Gold Lake uh, have all stocked this week uh, in Mono County, and then uh, um, in Inyo County, you have uh, uh, Taboose Creek, Independence Creek, uh, Bishop Intake Two, and Bishop Creek, along with others. Um, you know they're also stocking uh, this week. So you have you have you know creeks with fish going in, you have lakes with fish going in. So there's many options uh, going on in the Sierras. Uh, one of the good methods, if you're going to be creek fishing, uh, what I like to do is I, I start out with, you know, with a syndicate rod, my seven and a half footer, um, and then I'll put on a uh, like a gold uh, Thomas uh, Buoyant or a Panther Martin, uh, something that spins and, and reflects. And then what I'm doing as I'm walking up the creek is if I see a nice pool, let's say some white water runs into a good open pool, I'll actually sneak up to it. I won't walk directly standing up. You know, I'll get low, try to sneak up to it and make a couple casts here and there. And then if I do hook up with one, that's usually the better fish, the more aggressive fish in the pool. Um, and then, then, you know, I'll walk up to it, um, you know, a little bit better than that. Um, and then, you know, some places, you know, if you do choose to throw bait, uh, you know, a nice chunk of like a half, you know, earthworm or a nightcrawler, throw that in um that always gets bit uh same with you know salmon eggs stuff like that now if you're going to fish one of the lakes up there let's say for instance you're going to go up to convict lake um fish from shore 
what I do at Convict, kind of same method, is I'll have uh, I'll have one rod uh, set up with a jig. Um, I'll usually start with a yellow white hookup bait, uh, maybe even you know a Panther Martin, some kind of spinning lure, and then of course you know my second rod, um, I'll have some bait, either soaking some power bait on a Carolina rig, or again I'll use a half of an earthworm or you know a night crawler, but that one I'll actually inflate it to get it to float, uh, typically with a foot and a half liter. Um, and then I'll use the bite on crimson with another syringe, inject the uh, inject the earthworm as well. So now it's full of air floating, and it's also leaking the uh, the bite on sauce. So it's just kind of you know it's a great way up there to fish. Um, you know if you're going to be fishing from shore, obviously if you're going to jump on a boat, you know it's a little bit different uh, than that. What I'll, if I'm on a boat, I'll usually uh, start out trolling uh, with a. Uh, Something that, you know, like a trout-looking lure or even like a panther martin, something that, that shines, get it behind the boat, only cruise around a mile and a half to maybe two miles at the fastest. Um, and, you know, once you locate a school, keep hitting that same spot back and forth. So there is many options right now up there for the Sierras. Um, another thing to remember, if you guys are going fishing anywhere in the state, uh, today is the first of two. Today is the first uh, California free fishing day and what that means is that if you don't have a fishing license which I don't know why you wouldn't but if you're 16 and over and you don't have a fishing license yet you can go out and you can fish and it is a free fishing day uh, just today only and then they have another one I believe in September um, but if you're going out today you still have to abide by the limits. You still have to abide by catch cards, different things like that. But make sure you read your regulations, of course. Uh, but all the only difference is is that you don't have to have a fishing license today. Steve, you probably know a little bit more about that. Well, you hit on the big one. Uh, people hear uh, free fishy day, and they immediately think, you know, yeehaw, free for all. And, uh, you know, um, uh, forget the limits, for, you know, forget the restrictions, all the usual limits, all the season closures, et cetera, et cetera, all apply, uh, especially the bag limits. Uh, what it, and you hit on it, you know, I don't know why you wouldn't have a license already. What it really is for is to allow, hello, uh, is to allow um, uh, anglers, you know, current anglers, you take uh, a friend, a relative, a neighbor, whatever, uh, to take them fishing and show them what it's like, uh, you know, without having to buy a license. And that's really what it's what it's designed to do. Um, it, obviously, you know, somebody has never, ever fished and wouldn't necessarily just say, oh, let's go today. Uh, but it really provides an opportunity. And, and also, hopefully, um, any current license holder that's been out fishing already knows, uh, or at least has a good idea, what the uh, what the regulations are. Something just that you know that we can kind of cover throughout both, both this show and all shows in the future. Um, I have noticed a distinct lack of ability to accurately identify different fish species among the the general fishing public now i know what you're thinking uh you know ron and andrew and and maybe even sergio i'm not really sure about sergio um i know what all the fish look like well yeah you guys actually probably do but the general public um especially species like oh that are somewhat similar largemouth bass and smallmouth bass 
um, you know, even something like calico bass and sand bass that are so easy for some of you, other people really, really have trouble. So if you're out there, you know, you know, among the, the general fishing public and somebody's kind of looking at a, at a fish and scratching their head, I wonder what that is. If you can help them, please do. However, if you're not sure, that's another thing that I noticed. People try to be helpful but don't actually know the answer. Um, just throw something out there. Like they feel like they have to answer even if they're wrong. So don't okay. do that either. All right, Steve, so keep that thought, and we'll be right back. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. Okay, welcome back, everybody. And of course, you know who picked the music. You know, thank you, Sergio, for letting me do that. And this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And first, before we go back to um, uh, Andrew, is I'd like to say, Sergio, also say good morning to my lovely wife, Bobby, who is listening to the show today. Oh, good morning, Bobby. So. Love you, dear. And now, Andrew, if you want to finish up. And I know, Steve, uh, you got any other thing to add before, Andrew? Oh, no, I got I got done with my rant. Thank you for letting me do that. <laughs> and you guys remember, just because it's a free fishing day for kids, you got to have a license. I mean, not a license, but you have to follow all the other rules. So. Yeah, it's not a free for yeah, all. Yeah, it's not a yeah, free for all day. Yeah, it, that's, that's definitely uh, um, uh, kind of wraps up the Sierras. Uh, one more thing. The Upper Twin, uh, Upper Twin Lake in Bridgeport, uh, they start an eight-day derby today. Um, kind of funny that Steve went on an eight-day trip. Um, but they do an eight-day trip. I mean, sorry, <laughs> an eight-day derby. Uh, they just stopped uh, yesterday. 
um, with some very good sized trout. Uh, you have to enter that at the boathouse there um, at uh, Upper Twin. And then uh, basically what it is is whoever catches the biggest trout uh, throughout these eight days uh, wins uh, 250 bucks. So kind of kind of cool little derby um, if you're heading up to the Sierras. Um, now from there, uh, let's go south a little bit. If you guys going to want to fish around here, Southern California, and you're looking for trout, you know, of course you have your options. You have Big Bear, you have Gregory, you have uh, Green Valley, who all stocked last week. Um, but one lake stocked this week is uh, Lake Fulmore. Uh, Lake Fulmore is in Riverside County. Um, they This is their first trout stock um, of the season. Uh, it was a state stock. And I've seen a couple pictures of, of guys that caught them. It seems like the fish, you know, they're, again, the state's bringing in bigger fish. Uh, they're in about a pound and a half, a lot bigger than last year. Uh, last year they had, you know, six inches to maybe a pound. Uh, this year to a pound and a half, uh, uh, pushing right around two pounds on some of them. So, you know, there is options still for trout um, around here. Now, it is also summertime. So the catfish, there, a lot of lakes are stocking catfish right now around here. So you have, like, Asperia Lake, Fisherman's Retreat, um, you know, uh, uh, the regional parks, they're stocking catfish. You know, then, of course, you have Santa Ana River Lakes. Santa Ana River Lakes, uh, they had a double stocking uh, this week, two full truckloads of catfish, and these are all better fish. These were all, like, probably three to four pounders average. And then, of course, they're putting in bigger fish mixed in with them as well. But, I mean, we're talking two full truckloads of fish, and there's many, many anglers that are going out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all catching limits of cats. They're getting them from shore. They're getting them from float tube. They're getting them, you know, when they're renting boats. So, I mean, there's a lot a lot of uh, catfish being caught. Um, I did see uh, uh, last uh, earlier last week, uh, there was a 40, I believe it was a 44-pounder that was caught um, released. And then there's also another 38-pounder um, that was caught and released. So, you know, there's always that chance of catching something giant, you know, at, at home of the superfish of Santa Ana River Lakes. Now, from there, uh, we're going to go to where I'm at today, actually, in Mountain Lakes. Uh, they stocked on Thursday um, another 1,000 uh, pounds of fish, so they put 500 pounds in each lake. Um, and these fish... They're bigger as well. They're they're three to four pounders um, mixed in, you know, with with the two pound, you know, catfish as well. But they are putting a lot of big fish in there. Um, I'm seeing a lot of lakes kind of follow this trend. Is that they're putting healthy fish in, you know, all over the place. And then of course you have, you know, Riverside County. Um, this week uh, they stocked 900 pounds uh, in Rancho Harupa uh, Regional Park, Lake Skinner, and Lake Kauia. Now. If you're going to be targeting these catfish, um, a good way, a good way that I use is again have your bite on Cajun. That's that's probably one of the most important things. You're going to have your bite on Cajun. Um, always have one to two bottles because the way I use it, I use it you know all over the place. Get it on my hands, get it on the bait, get it in the water, you know all that stuff. So uh, one way I, I do is um, is I'll actually use kind of like trout for bait fishing, but a Carolina rig. So typically I put like a half ounce slider um, on there. Um, my line, I only use six pound test. I mean, there's no reason to go anything heavier, but you can. I mean, catfish, they're not, you know, line sensitive. Um, you can use eight or 10 pound, but there's no point, you know, especially fishing around here to show up with 40 pound, you know, braid or something crazy like that. Um, so anyway, so stick with the Carolina rig. So you're going to have half ounce 
uh, slider onto a swivel, maybe a foot and a half to two foot leader. Um, what I like to use is either mackerel or bonita. Um, I use a lot of the bonita that I caught on different trips. Um, you know, cut it up in a little chunk, uh, put that on a um, on a on a size one hook or even a uh, you know a good size treble hook. Um, dip it in the Cajun, cast that out there and let it sit. Depending on what day I'm fishing, it's depending on where I'm actually throwing my bait. So, for example, if I'm at, at San Ana River Lakes and they just did a double stocking, and let's say I show up Friday morning, I'm not going to put a pound weight on there and throw it out as far as I can, even though there's catfish out there. But I'm trying to get a limit. So what I'm going to do is always remember the catfish, same with the trout, they're only raised in, you know, in, in holding areas that are probably three to four feet. So the time that they throw them in, they're not going to run straight out to 12 to 15 feet because they're not used to that water. So they're going to keep somewhat shallow, so that's where I'm going to be fishing. So I'll throw out 10, 15 feet, you know, let the bait sit. If I get hit right there, then I'm going to focus on that one. If I don't, I'll keep going at five-foot increments, so I'll go to 15 to 20 to 25 until, you know, I get bit, and then um, and then that's where I'll focus. Another thing to focus on is, remember, catfish are a nocturnal fish. So if you see some kind of cover, like a dock, trees that come out, a shaded area, and it's, you know, getting to midday around that area or around that time, try to focus on those areas if you can. Try to focus on the covered areas, the, anything with structure, anything where they can hide during the midday. I mean, there's still going to be some that are cruising around, of course. But to me, I've always had good luck with midday, look for somewhere they're going to get out of the sun. And then the morning time or even an evening to a nighttime bite, they're going to be kind of on the prowl cruising around. That's uh, outstanding. So with all that being said, what about our favorite, favorite, favorite place of all time? Oh, of course. How can, how can we forget about this lake with many, many options and many fish are being caught? Now, our favorite lake, Lake Elsinore, they've been stocking all year. We just had our Dream Extreme Derby in May where, you know, the biggest fish was a 10-and-a-half-pound blue, and that was caught within the first, what, 10 minutes of fishing time? Yep, we, um, were, I mean, we, we were still yeah, on yeah. the air when that happened. So what one, one thing important about Lake Elsinore, if you're going to be targeting the catfish, the structure is the most important thing. Same with kind of all the fish species. But if you can find structure, meaning underwater rocks, meaning uh, gates that come in the water, docks, anything like uh, bushes, you know, anything like that, if you're going to target catfish, that's where I would look. Now, I know if there's a couple good rock piles, you know, if there, if you, with all this new water that got in there, it opened up a lot of these back areas, you know, back in Elsinore. Um, get back in there. Don't be afraid, you know, especially on a boat. Don't be afraid to get in those shallower areas. What helps, too is if you're in a smaller boat, pull your, pull your you know, outboard motor up, and if you have a, pull, a push stick, that always helps to push yourself back in there, you know, and then set up and then throw your baits out that way. Um, that's a good spot for catfish way in the back. Also in the front there in Launch Point, um, you know, on the, uh, on the right side over there by the, uh, by the older uh, launch ramp. Any of those coves, any of those trees, you're going to be able to find the catfish, and there's a lot in there. I mean, the common thing around when we were there, you know, filming, there was teams that were hooking into 15 to 20 fish a day, you know, and the end course, they only keep their one to come weigh it. Um, but still, it's like if you're catching 
you know, you, let's say you have 50 teams out there and the average is 10 to 15 catfish a day. I mean, that's a very yeah. healthy lake. Yeah, On top of they're catching the wipers. The yeah. wipers are just everywhere. The wipers, they're getting them on Carolina rigs, you know, soaking mackerel. They're getting them on, I've even heard of kids catching wipers on hot dogs, um, you know, night crawlers. Uh, they're getting some, you know, trolling. They're getting some throwing lures, stuff like that. And then, of course, you know, hookup baits. So there's a lot of options for wipers. And then, okay. of course, if you're looking for the largemouth bass, you know, a lot of the guys that catch the largemouth there, of course, they're going to be saying we're mid-lake, we're, you know, out there by the bathrooms, we're getting them. But just remember, structure is key at Lake Elkina. You yeah, it, sh- it sure is. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, I still got more? Okay, hit it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so, so definitely with the bass, you're going to want to focus on structure. Same with the crappie. Um, crappie, you're going to be more focused to the trees that are kind of offshore a little bit. Um, you know, because they, they always get pushed out by the carp and the bigger fish. They're going to be offshore, but again, if you see a tree or something that's that's 20 feet offshore or kind of all by itself, that's where I would be throwing a crappie jig or, you know, or even an earthworm or a night crawler um, okay. in those areas. How do you feel um, about getting thrown out there? It's okay because, you know, okay. I figure that. Well, that, you, I, you know, know also, <laughs> also <laughs> I, I got a little message from Jonathan Skinner. Uh, the launch point opens today at 6.30 in the, at 6.30 tonight, grand opening. And the general store is open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So if you wanted some really good food, the bobber is outstanding. Then also you can't, you can't forget CJ's. Sergio, what, tell us about. Well, the one thing that I want to, I want to add this, um, everybody, uh, July 20th, uh, we're going to do a little, trip to Lake Elsinore. It's an official Angler Chronicles have a day at the lake at Lake Elsinore. Um, we're going to go with JT's Reynolds and we're going to pick up a pontoon, a couple of sea dews, and we're going to do, do some fishing. Okay, you and me and hopefully Tony will come out and Andrew, if you can make it, we'd love to have you. I know some of the locals are coming out as well. So if you have a boat or if you don't have a boat, get a contact uh, you know, contact JT. Uh, Reynolds and uh, they're right there on the lake and we'll have a good time. And but here's the thing: we'll we'll do some fishing during the day, and then that evening we're going to stay at Launch Point and we're going to we're going to listen to a cover band for Garth Brooks. Okay, that's their concert series. Um, it's every Thursday night, I believe. Uh, we'll be there on the twentieth and we'll be uh, listening to Garth Brooks cover band. Okay, because I've got friends in low places. Did you know that? Yeah. Okay, really, really low places. Is, I, I'm not going to say anything about that. Under. I'm not going to say anything about that low part. So, but. Yeah, but, yeah there we go. No, I, did, I, but I did not say anything, sir. So if you. You didn't can, have to. Okay, so, but um, Jonathan also sent a really nice uh, video. It looks like uh, he's got himself some night catfish there. So pretty cool. Oh, nice. Like, nice. You know, no, listen, the, the lake the lake is happening, you know. Yep. In fact, um, we've actually we had some photos uh, posted by Andrew of some night fishing. Andrew, they got some nice quality catfish at night. Yeah, that that family, man, they, they go out there and, and they soak baits at night. And, I mean, and they're only taking pictures of the bigger ones. And I would say they had at least six to seven that are over 10 pounds. 
I mean, and these these are nice catfish. I think one was probably around. I think they told me it was around thirteen um, for a catfish. But again, those are only the big ones that they're taking pictures of and releasing. They catch, I mean, just handfuls of the smaller ones from. And when I say smaller, I'm talking you know four to seven pounders that they're not taking pictures of. Right. And it's like a, you know, I know Lake Elsinore. They have a, um, a, a you're allowed to fish till ten p.m. Um, uh, in most spots um, there, and and remember, catfish are nocturnal, so you're going to see a majority of more fish caught, you know, as the sun goes down and the nighttime, as you would midday. Okay, so you know, I also have the full schedule here. Um, you know, also July 6th, which unfortunately will be on a boat, so I really can't go. I'd really like to see this one. You got a '90s rock show. And then July 13th, they have the Gypsy Dreams Fleetwood Mac cover band. And then Sergio also talked about the Ultimate Garth Brooks tribute. And I am not going to dare pronounce the July 27th. Um, if you like uh, Hispanic music, you want to get out there on July 27th. There is no way that I'm going to pronounce that, Sergio. Sorry. If you were here, you'd be all over that. <laughs> and believe me, it's not queen or anybody like that it's uh, somebody else so with all <laughs> so good yeah i'll tell you what so again let me let me uh make the invitation to anybody who would like to join us on july 20th you can't come on our pontoon boat but you're more than welcome to join us at the lake um we'll be uh i will be there kind of early get a pontoon uh head over to our some of our favorite uh haunts on lake elsinore catch some uh, catfish maybe a couple of bass some wipers and then uh come on in take it easy have lunch and then get ready for the evening concert which is a tribute to garth brooks okay and um it's just it's just a fantastic day it's going to be a really really fun day so if you want to come out please feel free to join us again if you don't have a boat don't worry about it you can fish from shore or you can go ahead and contact JT's Rentals and uh, get yourself a pontoon. He's got paddle okay. boards. He's got sea dues. He's got everything you're going to need on the water. So Okay, so we're about ready to take a break again, Sergio, and come back to that because there's one more thing I want to add about Lake Elsinore. And this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. 
Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AM 830. Alright everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA. And this is Ron, obviously, and Sergio's on the phone, along with Steve Carson and Andrew Mack. There's one other thing that I want to uh, talk about at uh, that's going on at Lake Elsinore. They have the Cali Splash Park that just opened up. It's a new inflatable aqua park, so it's now open at launch point. So if you haven't seen that out, check it out. It looks really cool. Thank you, Jonathan, for all that information. But it, it looks really good. I think we got to get over there, Sergio, on the 20th and try it out. No, yeah, but there's just so much stuff going on in Lake Elsinore. I mean, it's the place to be, you know, and uh, we'll be there on July 20th, okay, having a great old time. So uh, if you're around, like I said, please feel free to join us. Uh, come hang out with us. We're going to be uh, probably targeting the uh, catfish, but uh, we'll pick up everything else there. Um I want to just bring attention. If you're a largemouth bass fisherman, Lake Elsinore is a very unique lake. It has very, very large fish, but you have to find structure. There's not a lot of structure. But what you also want to do is look for beds, look look for um, irregularities in the um, in topography of the lake. You'll usually find the big bass there. Also, in the afternoon is when you want to bring out the crankbaits. They love crankbaits, but they like it in the afternoon. So when you get a little bit of a breeze, uh, it seems to work best. So, uh, again, Lake Elsinore, July 20th. Come hang out with the Angler Chronicles crew, and then uh, stay with us for the evening event. Uh, and, if, you know, that might be a good time to invite your wife or your significant other to come out and uh, join in this uh, concert right there at Lunch Point. Okay? We're, we're going to be... Uh, that particular day is the tribute band for um, Garth Brooks. That's always good, fun music to sing along to, so that'll be a lot of fun. But with uh, with respect to largemouth bass, we had a big um, event uh, this week. Um, although the fish was caught back in February out of Texas, I want to do congratulations to Ann Powell, uh, 
this this lady uh, picked up a 12.3 ounce, I go 12 pound three ounce uh, largemouth bass, shattering the IGFA world record for 12 pound test in the women's uh, division. And uh, so congratulations! Um, it was just an awesome catch. You look at the you look at this fish with respect to the lady; <laughs> it's huge. Okay, so uh, again on twelve pound test, and you know I posted this, and a lot of people said, you know, why is there a different class for women than it is for men? Um, you know, Steve, do you want to tackle that one? Well, yeah, of course. Um... For many, many years, there were separate records kept in salt water for men and women. Um, the theory being, of course, because gigantic saltwater fish were uh, maybe too hard for ladies to catch. Hard to say exactly what the what the uh, thinking was way back then. But then, uh, you know, somebody quite rightly said, well, okay, if you're going to have separate records for men and women in salt water, you need to have them in fresh water, too. So I'm going to say it's been a while, maybe 20 years ago, that they, they, they separated them and started keeping separate records for men and women, which is fine. Uh, also, at the same time, lesser known, they added junior records uh, for both uh, juniors, which was age 10 to 16, boys and girls separated, and also for the category that they call small fry, which was kids under 10. So, um, yeah, they just decided to, to create a little bit more of a separation and make it less of an old boys club. That's all. Yeah, and I, I just want to say this. For you critics out there, okay, chill out, okay? It just gives you more opportunities to set up a record. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, the small fry, you know, Ron, you and I got a chance to see a world record set uh, when we took uh, little Michael Sanford yep. uh, and his dad, Brian, we took him to the Cedros, and he picked up, I think it was the third, uh, ended up being a 42-pound uh, yellowtail yellow when everything was said and done. I remember bringing that fish frozen all the way from Cedros <laughs> and weighing it the next morning after our trip, or the drive back. We waited at the Balboa Angling Club because they had an official scale. And it became official, and he holds the uh, small fry. So um, it is a good thing, okay, uh, to allow the kids have their division, women have a division, and it's, this is not sexist, guys. Okay, so get off that horse. Um, this is just an opportunity to have more records out there. And you, um, Andrew, you're an IGFA representative. Um, it's important to have constant changes, constant records broken, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. It's it's always important to have uh, um, you know the records broken. It gets it gets people excited. Gets you know especially the younger uh, generation to get out there and to know, hey, you know, if I caught a big fish, I could be a world record holder. Uh, one thing that the IGFA actually just uh, uh, put out uh, this year, um, they included now it's an all tackle uh, length record for juniors. So it's a new category they put out. So again, if you're a junior angler. Um, and basically all the fish that, that have, that, that have, you know, length records already or, uh, you know, uh, line class records, um, got added to this category. So now for instance, you know, let's just say the largemouth bass. So of course, you know, the all tackle, you know, largemouth bass, 22 pounds, uh, four ounces, 
Um, there's been two of them caught, you know, one in 1932, the other one was caught in 2009 uh, to tie it. Um, and then when you go down to all tackle length world records, uh, uh, there was one caught in 2018 at 65 centimeters. Uh, that was also tied with another angler in 2015. Um, the thing about the length record, though, is what you do is you have to have a certified IGFA. Uh, they call it a length tool or a length. Uh, um, a length. Basically, what it is is it's a big IGFA measuring device that has centimeters on it. And that's how you can certify your catch. But the thing they like to practice is catch and release. So to have a legitimate length record, the fish has to be measured on this device and safely released. And you got to have some sort of proof that shows that you threw the fish back. So obviously, if the fish has ice on it, you know, and they have a picture of it, that's not going to fly. The fish has to look healthy. You know, you got to eat in the course. That's the whole reason of these length records is to also practice catch and release uh, for these fish. So if you're a junior angler out there um, and you're trying to get a record, go on the IGFA website, uh, you know, look at, you know, what the length record is, order a measuring device from the IGFA or have your parents do it if you're listening, and then, uh, you know, go catch a fish, have a measure, take good pictures, release the fish, send that in, and you could be a new world record uh, holder. So it's some cool stuff. Yeah, no, it's really cool stuff, and as you guys can see, um, there's a lot happening in our sport. The great thing is this. If you have the potential to set a world record, it pretty, mean, it pretty much means that we really do practice a sport. So by definition, we are all athletes. Check that out, babe. Okay, all athletes. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I, I set a yeah. world record yeah. walking from the other side of the stadium today. <laughs> Hob along, hob along, Hobbs. Anyway, listen, um, one, one little bit of the housekeeping before I forget. Um, this switching a little bit of gears here. This week, uh, July 6th at 7 p.m., at uh, Casey Angers is having their uh, monthly meeting. And uh, the guest speaker is none other than our very own Ben Seacrest. Okay. So Ben will be uh, at the uh, July 6th meeting. I know we have the Helena that day. I'm hoping to get off the Helena and drive up to Downey, okay, and um, and listen to Ben give his talk. I'll tell you what, um, every time I listen to Ben, I always pick something new and pick something out that you never heard before. Yeah, absolutely. So I highly recommend yeah, Absolutely. Highly recommend it. Extremely knowledgeable. It's the same thing. It's a phenomenon that even Steve Carson's the same way. Yep. When these guys talk, um, you'll pick something up, and if you don't and you have a question, they're more than willing to answer your question, and um, it, it's really cool. So, Casey Anglers on the 6th, which is Thursday, at 7 p.m. Make sure you'll be there. I'm going to try to be there for sure, okay? Yep. And then that's uh, Casey Anglers. The following week... Okay, Sergio, hold that thought. We'll come right back to you. Got to take a break. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. We'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830 
Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, AMA 30. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AMA 30, KLAA. And if that doesn't wake you up, you're still asleep. Sergio, go ahead and continue with what you were talking about. Oh, Lord. You know what? When the cat's away, the mice will play. You know, Ron, I, I just can't believe that you selected a CD that has nothing to do with the 4th of July weekend. I understand that, but you know something? When you walk in here at three minutes before you go on the air? Yeah, you should have called. We got plenty. Yeah. But anyway, uh, it, it's a, an important one for me because um, now I'm officially an American citizen. And even though... I will celebrate for the next four years Argentina being World oh, Cup champion. Here we go. That one's for Don and Ron Southern. Okay. Um, no, I mean it's 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 a great thing, you know. Um, you know, it's Fourth of July. I mean, it, it, it means so much. And if you, um, it, it, a lot of people take it for granted that we're born here. For some of for us that immigrated to this country. Uh, we want to celebrate independence. We're getting away from all that socialist junk, all the dictatorships, especially in my country. Uh, there's a lot of people coming away from communism. and We're looking for a better place. Uh, people do get persecuted, and uh, you come to a land that's free, and hopefully we can keep it that way. So um, happy birthday, America. Okay, 4th of July. Believe me, I will be celebrating even harder this year. So um I just wanted to add those two a uh, little bit in there. But, again, I just want to remind everybody, on Thursday, KC Anglers in Downey, they have a KC Anglers uh, monthly meeting. Ben Sechrist will be there. In another meeting I want to draw your attention to, it doesn't happen until the 12th, the following week, so following Wednesday at 6 p.m., at Mama Coza SoCal Sport Fishing Club meeting. Um, they're going to have guest speaker Brian Wynn, good guy, and he's going to be talking about basics of building a bluefin 
tuna vertical jigging system, the what and the why. And uh, Carson, I know you like the slow pitch jig, the vertical jigging systems. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about it and tell people, give them a little introduction of what it's all about. Well, yeah, I think what Brian's going to be talking about, and, and the slang keeps changing as slang will, uh, what's kind of settling in to be labeled as fast pitch jigging. Uh, slow pitch jigging is a lot of fun, but it's but it's by nature slower and uh, you know a little bit more useful for things like rockfish and lingcod and and sand bass and sheephead things like that. Fast pitch jigging is uh, very much evolving. It's evolving every day for primarily the bluefin tuna that have now clearly settled in off our coast and uh, are, are an almost year-round phenomenon for us, uh, especially at night. So it's taken a little while to kind of kind of zero in on it, but it's a little bit shorter rods than you might uh, be used to. Uh, quite often the rods are, you know, five feet long or, or maybe even a little shorter than that uh, with a very distinct taper that's made to, like slow-pitch jigs are, slow-pitch jigging rods are, excuse me, to make the jig uh, uh, dart in a very enticing way, and um, obviously we can't we can't really demonstrate it on radio because it's not a visual medium, but it's pretty physically taxing. And uh, Ron and myself and even Sergio, members of the more mature angling audience, um, me, we, we can't Excuse necessarily me, do it all night. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I identify as a 50-year-old emperor with my pronouns, your highness, your eminence, and your holiness. I'm 50. I'm not, I'm not a member of the 70s club like you guys. Well, if, you, if you're an emperor, then you can assign someone else to do your jigging for you and just hand you the rod when the fish is hooked. Uh, that actually works out quite well. Um, but, uh, yeah, but you drop the jig down, uh, you know, the captain will say, hey guys, I'm seeing them at, and then he'll give you a number. It might be 200 feet, 300 feet, sometimes it's 400 feet, whatever the number may be, and you drop your jig down, uh, you know, maybe 50 feet below whatever it was that the captain told you, and uh, doing this rhythmic jigging motion, you, uh, you pull your jig up right through where the fish are to where you're maybe 50 or 100 feet above them. And if you don't get a bite, you drop it back down. And it is really effective. If the fish are down there and, and you're able to control the depth properly, that, that's really, really key, is knowing how deep you are, uh, you know, when you're below the fish, when you're above them, et cetera, and uh, keeping that, that rhythmic motion going. Um, the, the, the best way I can, I can illustrate it is, uh, Sergio, if you can visualize fishing a Zara spook or something else like like that for largemouth bass where you're kind of making it walk the dog, that mm -hmm. enticing walk the dog action that the, ba the bass just love. Well, you're doing that vertically with the jig. They kind of, kind of do a, a zigzag Z motion going upward, and that just uh, makes the fish want to bite. Uh, again, it is physically pretty taxing. So what I like to do is uh, use a more traditional method of yo-yo uh, jigging or something like that, um, until I see that, okay, we've clearly got an active school below us. And then I'll grab my, uh, my uh, uh, fast-pitch jigging rod 
drop it down. And, you know, I can maybe do three or four drops uh, before I have to take a little rest. But uh, if I've done it right and I've timed it right, and especially if I've controlled the depth right, um, I'm going to get a bite. And uh, yeah. we all know that the bluefin tuna, the last number of seasons, they haven't been super big this year. This year they've been averaging maybe 40 to 100 pounds. And I can't believe I'm so jaded that I'm saying, oh, yeah, the bluefin tuna this year so far, they've only been <laughs> averaging 40 to 100 pounds. There's been some bigger well, ones depends, the 150, et cetera. Depending that, on the trip, we're seeing a lot of fish way over 100 pounds. But listen, before we even go further into salt water, I want to make sure that I answer a couple of questions here that are coming through. Uh, one is to our dear friend Danny Lynch, who's listening from Florida. He calls it storm, what, uh, Stormland. Thunderland. Uh, Thunderstormland. Thunderstorm land. Yeah. And he goes, uh, you know, given that we have the two free days of uh, license-free no, Danny, that does not mean that you can keep Garibaldi or black sea bass, okay? You cannot do that. I, it was or a cow joke, cod. but I thought it was. Or cow cod, exactly. Okay, also, um, and I want to get this, get into this in the second hour, because I know we're, we're running out of time for the first hour. But we got our dear friend Julian calling in, and he said uh, he wants us to talk about comparing speeds, real speeds, from 5.3. 7.1 and 8.1, why, when you would use different speeds. And, uh, Steve, you and I, I mean, geez, I mean, there's just so much that we can say, but we'll try to keep it on the down low, okay? Uh, just very brief. Is that we, You and I can go into the weeds with this, okay? Um, the I can go deep or, in the weeds for it for you, sir. Yeah, yeah way the, deep. Yeah, so we'll try not yeah, to. Yeah, the older reels, I mean, you know, we'll, and we'll talk about all the different uh, ratios. And then before we want to leave salt water, I got a message from uh, Andrew. Andrew, you said you had a couple of notable catches you wanted to mention? Yeah, definitely. So one, one of the uh, notable catches, uh, this one hap- happened in, uh, um, in Texas at, uh, at Lake uh, Tawakoni. Um, two anglers, uh, basically what they were doing is uh, they were noodling uh, for catfish which doesn't mean that they're fishing with spaghetti. Um, noodling means that uh, basically they're, they're diving down to find these catfish in holes, and they're putting their hand to make it look like a bait, and these catfish are coming out as a defensive, defensive thing, and they're biting onto their hand basically and pulling them out. Uh, one, uh, these two anglers uh, caught a 98.7-pound catfish uh, out of the hole. They said they swam 14 feet down, grabbed it, and they were able to pull it to the boat. What's significant about this catch is they're saying this could be the number one uh, heaviest catfish ever noodled in uh, in America. Um, it's definitely okay, the lake about, record over okay, there in well, Texas. I just, I just, you and I have had this conversation before. We are a fishing show. Rod and reel. <laughs> Arrows, okay. Noodling now. Spear Took the words fishing, right out noodling. of my mouth. You know, uh, okay, no. Okay, let's get back to the I got an idea. I got an idea here, guys. Have them stick uh-huh. their head in that hole. <laughs> yeah, Look, exactly. I'm Sicilian. I'm Sicilian. Noodling <laughs> pasta, I get it, but not that. Uh, okay? Now, it is a very <laughs> dangerous way to go. Can you imagine a 98-pound... Uh, catfish on your hand in 14 feet of water. You know, I don't know why you'd want to do that. 
Okay, why don't we concentrate more on <laughs> the uh, gear ratios on our reels, okay, uh-huh. instead of, you know, shooting arrows, noodling, or spearfishing. All right? Okay. That's a different show, bro. Andrew, <laughs> what was the second one that you wanted to bring up? <laughs> another one, uh, another angler in Tennessee, um, he caught rod and reel, uh, 122.3-pound uh, blue catfish. Uh, now this one is certified weighed by the uh, by a state official. Um, this fish actually will be the new state record uh, for blue catfish. And uh, this guy um, Micah, uh, he beat out his own record uh, set in September of last year by more than four pounds. So imagine being that guy to beat the the state record from yourself. You know, eight months later, and getting a 122 pound cat. Now, those are both significant catches. The next okay, one I want to talk me, about. On, on your last catch. Hold on. On the last catch. Carson, uh-huh. couldn't that be the same fish from September to now, four pounds? Uh, certainly could be. Certainly could be, especially uh, this, guy, this guy probably has a couple, quote, unquote, secret spots, and uh, he could easily have caught the same fish. Um, I don't know that there were necessarily any uh, – you know, distinctive markings or anything like that where you could say, oh, yeah, that's definitely the same one. But um, uh, it's possible. Yeah, it really is. All right, so, um, again, uh, how much time do we have? Why don't you ask the operator? We got about a minute. We got one minute. Okay, so so as we go to hour number two and we'll get into salt water, folks, remember, uh-huh. this Thursday, July 6th at KC Angler's, uh, ben Seacrest, our very own, is going to be talking, um, doing a seminar. Highly recommend if you've never heard Ben, or if you have, great place to go ask some great questions. Um, they're really they're making a, a significant strides in their in their reels. You definitely want to go check it out. Plus, we'll be talking, and I'm sure he'll be talking everything bluefin, and uh, we just got back from Bay of Alley. Right. You can ask him about Bay of Alley and all the different species. It'll be really, really good. And then next Wednesday, Ron, let's go have some pizza over with uh, the folks from South Carolina. I, I would really love to, but I believe we're on the Ocean Odyssey, and we got to take a break. Oh, so oh, this yeah. is Angler Chronicles yeah, on Angels so Radio, AM830, KLA, and we'll be right back with the sheriff. Welcome back to hour number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And Sergio, unless you're Andrew and live seven feet under the ground, Everybody should know what this means. What does it mean? Oh, well, it means that uh, the sheriff, the jig slinger himself, standing there at home plate, and he goes, I don't care if Otani, I don't care who pitches to me, I'm going to put it right over the egg, okay? And he goes, I need to draw the strength from the greatest soccer player of all time, because oh. Argentina's World Cup champion to make sure that he can jig sling 
until there's no end. Over the sunset. Okay. okay. With that being said, Danny, how are you, sir? Hey, Ron, I'm doing well. And thank goodness we've only got three more years <laughs> of being here at So we keep saying four, hey, but there's three more. Somebody anyway, turn up the I volume. I can know. barely hear I can't. Does Danny t- try to speak a little louder? He's just shaking his head that he could not turn it up anymore. So speak. Uh, hang, on, hang on a second. Let me. Yeah. Let me take you out of speakerphone. You hear me? There you go. Good job. You can hear you a lot better. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, no, I was, I was just saying Sergio can only talk about the, his world champion, uh, Argentina, three more years. They've, they've got three more years. So. Well, you know why you know why he keeps mentioning it. We'll win it again. You know why we'll he keeps mentioning it more. is because why? I took a couple of shots at him at Taco Tuesday. So, and he was Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, I I go to soccer games only when I have a relative on the team. Right. <laughs> I only go to soccer games when I need to take a nap. But Yeah. Sheriff, what do you got for us? Okay, well, no, we'll get to that this minute. Go. You know, you guys are talking about uh women and and big fish you know don't set don't we don't want to sell the ladies short i want to tell you a quick story you know i used to work for dennis braid you, you guys know that and his wife Teresa, who probably weighs 100 pounds soaking wet i've got her on video catching a 750 pound black marlin in panama and uh many big uh yellowfin and and pv and and also yeah Panama, I mentioned that. But, you know, this is all stand-up. You know, Dennis Braid's thing, Steve knows this, it's, it's all about stand-up. You know, uh, nothing against the Wicked Tuna guys. They're all great. And we, Dennis and I went to the East Coast, you know, fished North Carolina and Massachusetts. All the, all the fishermen back there fish those big five- and 600-pound giant uh, bluefin in, in a fighting chair, in a fighting chair, you know, but – as soon as me and Dennis would get on one of the yachts to film, he had the fighting chair taken out. But but getting back to the ladies, no, you know they can catch big fish. I mean, and and uh, you were talking about the uh, Steve was about used to be a difference between the, the ladies and men's world record. I don't know how that works today. But anyway, let me just say this: right now I am sitting in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Well, gasoline is two dollars and seventy nine cents a gallon, <laughs> and I'm with Corby, and I'm going to put you on speakerphone again. I'm going to say hello to Corby and Corby and Stacy. Good morning. Good morning. Up, Good morning. <laughs> anyway, Corby Corby's out right here. I and we're bluegill fishing this morning. Oh, and Stacy wanted to tell you guys uh, okay. we are going noodling today at the Olive Garden. Okay. <laughs> hey, Danny, Sergio Sergio has a message for Corby. What's that? Tell him to get his, get his butt back here. I need life squid. Oh, wait, we got plenty in my freezer. Plenty in my freezer. So, it's not live. It's not live. Well, no, 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 not live. No, not live. <laughs> you won't get much live from Corby because he's not, he's fishing up north right now. But right now he's here in his home in Broken Arrow, and I'm telling you, it's beautiful here in Oklahoma. It's just, it's just beautiful. Anyway, let's get to uh, uh, the show tomorrow. Okay, you know that time of year. We're going to run Battle of the Branches. 
I'll let uh, Sergio tell you all about that. But it's it's about all the branches in the in the armed forces, which can, which are actually the Navy, the Navy, the Navy, the Navy, and the Navy. There's five of them. And the Whoa. Army, like what? So, no, I, I'm just kidding. It's actually Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, and Coast Guard. But they're all in the show. So, Sergio, tell everybody about our battle of the branches. And it's a good timing okay, for well, that. Okay, the most uh, important thing. Show. The most important thing is the fact that Army won. That was their first one, and this year they won again. Okay, I'm Army. Sorry, Navy. You're a good transporter. That's about it. Okay, you're you're, you're good for getting the troops from one place to the other on sea. Okay, getting us there. You're taxi drivers. Okay, but uh, no, oh, it's man. a great event, uh, and we were we were you know on a serious note, we had enlisted. Uh, men and women, we had veterans, and we also had something that was very dear to my heart, and that was the Gold Star families. So um, we get a chance to go out there and fish with them and just show them a very good day. Remember, a lot of these uh, folks are suffering from PTSD. Um, it's not a physical injury that you see. It's something that um, is deep in, in, in their in their psyche. So um, if you can show them a good day, a day that they can just go out, have a blessing, uh, and catch a fish, we all know as fishermen what happens. Uh, when you get hooked up on a fish, I mean, the last thing you're thinking about is life. You're thinking about catching that fish, uh, having fun, concentrating on that, and it takes all the worries of the world, all the weight of the world off your shoulders, and you just have a, a blessed time. And, and that's what we yeah. try to do. It's simple three-quarter day. We, we, the, the episodes coming out actually involve five different boats. Uh, this year, which will be coming out later on this year, uh, the new episode, we had 11 boats, I think, we had this time. Um, and it was just uh, it's a blessing. You'll see Steve Carson got a chance to fish with us. Um, you actually do a little thing on the slow-pitch jig, okay? Uh, if you guys want to watch it, it's a little... Three minute, two minute, uh, little tutorial there on on how to use it. Um, it's just um, it was just an honor to to serve our military. You know, I I was Army. Like I said you you were in the military yourself and Navy. Um, and it's just um, it's just a, a blessing to serve your countries. You know, so it, it's a great thing. So happy Fourth of July from Angler Chronicles to everybody out there. Okay, and then one last thing. You said you're in Broken Arrow. Um, Andrew, that one's for you, bud. Okay, broken arrow. Okay, all right. So no more, no more shooting carp with arrows. Use a rod and reel, bro. Okay, I know that they're tough. They're very, they're very intelligent. Okay, so um, yeah. So congratulations. Well, Sergio, let me let me tell family. all you guys. That, let me tell all you guys that today, Corby and I, we're, we're just going out the door here. We're going fishing with my great grandsons. And we're fishing for bluegill today, which is a lot of fun. They're wide open. No, they're not big fish, but they, they're. I've I've liked fishing bluegill since I was a little boy back here, and that's what we're going to do today. So, well, we're really looking forward to it. So, anyway, we're also looking forward to the Battle of the Branches over the weekend. Starts at eight thirty tomorrow morning, uh, and then ten a.m. on on Valley, of course. Now. And five times all week. So you guys, uh, Ron and Andrew, Steve, Sergio, not necessarily in that order, of course. Um, 
Have a great weekend and have a great week. Uh, time to celebrate and, and watch Battle of the Branches. Outstanding. And enjoy the family time. Enjoy the family time. That's what I'm doing. That's what you're doing, Danny, and I'm sure everybody else in the studio and everybody around the country is doing the same thing. All right, just yeah. uh, just remember as you're you know, sending off your fireworks, just, just remember why you're doing it. That's the only thing I say. Just remember why. If we, um, if we don't learn from history, we're doomed to repeat it. So just um, just remember why we're doing what we're doing on the 4th of July. Jackson, have a good one, Sheriff, and I'll talk to you when you get back. Okay, you bet. You guys have a great weekend. See you guys. Yeah. All right. Danny Jackson, man, the legend, the myth. Yes. I love it. Okay, so anyway, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. And um, the other thing I just, you know, stay safe, folks. Stay safe. You know, one of the things that uh, we like to celebrate uh, and support is friends of Rollo. And, uh, Carson, I'll go to you on this one. We lost Rollo to a firecracker, didn't we? Well, yeah. I, I don't really want to get into the details of it, but, yeah, but yes, it was uh, yeah. unsafe handling, unsafe handling of fireworks. So don't let this happen to you. And, you know, I look back. On my own, uh, my own behavior over the years with, with uh, uh, both legal and possibly illegal fireworks, and uh, you know it's probably a miracle I have all, all ten fingers still. Yeah, exactly. So um, just be safe this weekend. Celebrate, don't obliterate. So um, have some, have a good time. All right. Well, listen. Uh, hour number two. That means we got to switch gears. We got to pour some, some salt on this. Um, Let me do it. I was going to say, hold on a second. I was just, okay, you got my thing. All right, so, do you have any room left on Thursday's trip on the Helena? Uh, Yes, I do, but you uh, told me to wait. So I did. And, um, but uh, it'll be full, no problem. It will be the 10 people that were taken, so. Okay, yeah. Yeah, Guys, we have a very unique trip on Thursday on the Helena. Only 10 people. That's all we want. And we're fishing calicos only. There'll be no rock fishing. So leave all your electric reels home. Bring your bass line out. I would highly recommend bringing 8, 10, and 12. Okay? Um, obviously, you're more than welcome to bring heavier stuff, but I'll bring all your bass gear, and we'll be probably fishing all that kelp line uh, down over there off of Dana Wharf Sport Fishing on the Helena. It's this Thursday. Uh, you can put in a call to Ron and see if there's still a spot. You know, always last-minute cancellations, but only 10 people. I mean, it's going to be, I think we can fit all 10 on the stern. So it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Okay, so you want to come and join us? We'd love to see you on Thursday. Okay? You know, Ron, so, Ron it's always funny hearing Sergio admonish other people about bringing their electric reel. Yeah, I know. I really well, no, no, listen. <laughs> I, I use an electric reel. Okay, time. so okay. all right, guys, we, we'll debate that in just a second. We got to go to break. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLAA, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio AM eight thirty. 
Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AM 830. All right, everybody, welcome back to Anchor Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And as we were talking, or Sergio was talking about, um, I... I know you got a couple things to say, but I want to go back before we get to Steve uh, about real speed because I just got a couple more texts about it. Okay, well, so yeah, Steve, uh, we, we, we got to talk about. Thing to bear in mind, you can't just look at the gear ratio, whether it's four to one or five to one or eight to one or whatever the number is. The actual more important number, and it's not always published, or it's not always published. You know. On the main page, you may have to dig deep, a little bit deeper into the manufacturer's uh, listing, whether it be in a paper catalog or online, and that is the IPT, inches per turn. That's actually the most important number. So if you have a little tiny reel, you know, a little bass reel or something like that, a little fast bass reel, and some of them are 8 to 1 gear ratio, a few of them are even 10 to 1 gear ratio. Um, and that sounds impressive, except for the spool is itty-bitty tiny. And then you have a, uh, you know, a full-size saltwater reel uh, that maybe it's only something like 5 to 1. But the inches per turn on the small reel, uh, you know, the 10 to 1 reel, but it's small, uh, inches per turn might only be 30 or 32 inches of line per turn. And the big saltwater reel, because it's so big, the spool is so much bigger, at 5 to 1, the inches per turn is 40 or maybe even 45, 48 inches per turn. So it's substantially faster. Um, and then on two-speed reels, you should also look at, you know, on large saltwater reels where you downshift if you hook something big, um, you know, again, people look at it like, oh, it's uh, 2.5 to 1 or it's 
uh, you know, 2.0 to 1. Doesn't really tell you the story, um, but that low number, whether it's 20 inches or 18 inches, or there's even a few reels that are 14 inches per turn, and that is obviously not very fast, but it's tremendously powerful. So you kind of have to make a little bit of a, of a judgment in your mind when you're going to use high, when you're going to use low. But, but just looking at the gear ratio printed on the box does not tell you the story if you don't know the inches per turn. Perfect. Yeah, I think uh, what I would add is this. Here's a tech takeaway, okay? Um, if you've got a lower gear ratio, it's going to be easier to turn the handle on a bigger fish. In other words, you're going to be able to gain. A lot of these high uh, ratios, it's very difficult to even turn the handle, okay? Uh, and that's why, you know, if you've got two-speed, that, that solves a lot of your problem. But if you don't have a two-speed reel, um, I think for today's fishing, it would be anything from, you know, sand bass to uh, a 40-pound tuna, a 5.3 to 6.1, is okay, okay, and then anything above six point one can get can get hard to turn the handle. Okay, you'll be doing a lot more pumping. Okay, you know, pumping up and then cranking on the way down. Lower gear ratio, boy, you can just put that rod on the rail and just turn the handle. Okay, um, and that, that's what I mean. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's all about inches per crank, not so much about gear ratio anymore. Right. You know, back in the day when we had the four odds, is, I mean, for those of you that are too young may not know, Andrew, that back in the day, our staple reel for offshore was the four odd. Okay, the the Penn Senator was a one thirteen, right? Um, uh, Steve, correct. Was the one thirteen age? The one, yeah. and, and the the old black Senator four zero, believe it or not, was only. Uh, a 2.5 to 1 gear ratio, which mm. basically for each turn of the handle was about 20 inches. <laughs> Not very yeah. much. Although it was pretty powerful. But and then, very and then the powerful. High speed, that, that's the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the high, the high speed, speed was, 4. 4. was about 3.25 to 1. And then later on, Carl Newell created uh, accessory gears. And you could put in yourself that made it four to one, and even that was only about thirty-two to thirty-four inches per turn. Um, also, you have to take into account how full is your reel. Now, I know Sergio's reels are always full to the exact proper correct level, but sometimes people are careless or they lose a they lose some line in a tangle or a snag, and now the reel is is one third or more empty and they don't correct it, uh, that really changes the amount of line that you take in per crank of the handle. Right. And then, and then so, I mean, so to answer the question, gear ratio, and the higher the gear ratio, obviously the more speed you're going to tend to get. Uh, very important when you're just doing bass fishing, okay, and you're cranking out stuff. That's where I think it really plays a bigger part, the 8 to 1. I mean, I wouldn't even consider an 8 to 1 for tuna, for example. Okay? 8 to 1, that's like they're throwing stuff for bass. Okay? Sergio, uh, I've, I've caught tuna, yellowtail wahoo, on a 7 to 1 reel. It's no fun. 
No, no, no. And that, that's why, you know, I wouldn't want to consider anything over 6.1, 6.3. Anything above that, no. I better have a low, uh, a low gear. So, um, all, all my rods that, that go, I mean, all my reels that go out to salt water, anything overnight and, uh, and, and, and then some, uh, any longer trip, I, I've got all my two speeds with me. Okay. And now they're making two speeds for smaller reels. So, um, there's more access to two-speed reels. Back in the day, a two-speed reel, you're looking at Penn International 50, okay? I think, right, Steve? I, I think before, International 50 was probably the the only one, that the smallest I remember that had a two-speed, right? Well, yeah. Well, actually, it started with the 80, which is even bigger. And then well, by, uh, 50, by, the, two speed. by the late 1980s, um, they were making the 52-speed, and then uh, Cal Sheets and the late Ray Lemmy were swiping the parts off of those 80s and 50s and installing them, custom installing them, into smaller reels. So by the, by the mid-'90s, you had a pretty good selection of small-sized reels that were you know, good for down to as light as 30-pound test uh, that were two-speed. So, yeah, it, it took a little while for the, for the evolution Partly fueled by the advent of Super Braid, aka what what Sergio will call Spectra, aka the generic term gel spun polyethylene line Super Braid, uh, which debuted at the 1992 ICAST show, and uh, by the late 90s was pretty widespread. Yeah. So, was that too much information? Uh, no, I, I think, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of difficult on the radio uh, to put this, you know, verbal tight. But, I mean, the best thing that we can say is um, I would stay away from super high uh, gear ratios unless you're, 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 you're fishing smaller fish. By smaller fish, I mean bass, okay, that kind of thing. If you're going to be in the tuna, I probably would try to stick, a, stick with something under 6.1, 6.3, and possibly a two-speed, even for yellowtail. I mean, we were at Bay of LA, and I'll tell you what, yeah. uh, Bay of LA yellowtail fight extremely hard. I had no problem putting it in slow gear and 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 low gear and just just cranking. Okay, it's not that difficult. It's a lot easier, and um, it, it makes yeah, it's for not that difficult, catching. Sergio. You have to push one button. Exactly. You push okay. one button. Well, now his, I'm in low gear. Oh look! Yeah. Look how easy I can crank this fish in. His thumb is in great shape because he pushes that electric reel button too. So. That's a different. That's a different genre here. <laughs> but but I, I don't want to confuse our listeners. So, look. The the, the, t, the key takeaway is inches per cramp per uh, right. per turn. Right. Okay. And it's not so, always listed. Um, you know, in the advertising or, you know, on the on the first page of the web page. It's buried. It sometimes it's buried in there, but you can find it. No, on Penn, I actually saw it on the box. I saw it the other day when I was pulling up one of Rhonda's uh, new reels, and it actually said it on the side of the box there where it says uh, line, line, line per turn. So that's it was, because it was, it was cool. Rhonda's new reel. Ah, that's why. Yeah. So anyway, that, that that's the key takeaway. All right, so if you need to... Uh, you know, a lot of times we, we try to use some of these uh, specialized bass, and I'm more freshwater than saltwater, uh, jigs and plastics and everything that we use, and you need super speed. 
that's when I would go with the high gear. Um, if you like, if you have your own skiff and you go into some of the coves at Lake at um, Catalina Island or even uh, San Clemente Island, nice and tight, and you're using those big slugs, and you have to go. I mean, speed is everything. Then that's when I would use it for those big calicos. But then you get a big calico, you better hold on, okay? Because I mean, they're hard to bring in with such a, a gear ratio, which is so high. So just think of a semi truck, okay? What one other, know, one other thing, Sergio, on the on the super, uh, you can almost say ridiculously fast reels that are starting mm-hmm. to show up on the market, literally ten to nine to one, ten to one gear ratio. When I when I saw the first ten to one gear ratio, I went, "Oh my god!" Uh, yeah. But yeah, there's I a very specific specialized reason for those and it's not so much for the presentation of the lures you know they, they are for bass fishing you know you make your cast uh, whether it's your worm or your spinner bait or whatever it is into the cover and you might only be fishing a pocket of water that's three feet across uh, but you're in a tournament situation which means time is of the essence and the number of casts you can make during the day is going to equal or it's going to result in you winning more money. So with a 10 to 1 gear ratio, after you've fished that 3-foot pocket of water that you just cast it into, with a 10 to 1 gear ratio, you can crank your lure back in that much faster and make another cast. So in a tournament situation, that's a lot of times where those 9 to 1, 10 to 1 gear ratio reels become important, um, but they're not necessarily just to fish any particular technique. Correct. Well, I hope I hope we answered uh, some of that, uh, some of those questions. Kind of, it's very difficult to do it on a radio show, but I hope uh, for Julian we were able to uh, answer at least uh, some of the curiosity, okay, behind it. And just remember, instead of gear ratio, think inches per crank. It'll be a lot easier to um, to understand. All right, Carson, um, fish gone wild again locally. Uh, we got tuna, tuna, tuna. One day they find them, one day they don't. Uh, San Diego, for example, yesterday had a crazy day. One stop, drifted all day. Schools were finding him. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They got to go look for him. Okay, so, uh, but there's a lot of big fish around. The average is not so much 40 anymore. I heard it's 60 to 80 now. Uh, in certain areas, we've got nice yellowtail down south. We've got Dorado. We've got um, bluefin and yellowfin. Uh, so you just got back from an eight-day trip on the Shogun, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Fishing's up. All right. pretty. And, and by the way, the weather has straightened out a little bit. Um, you know, our trip, we did encounter a little bit of weather. Um, but even the weather's been uh, pretty nice lately. And uh, we had uh, a biblical-level surface iron bite, probably, and, and Ron will tell you, he and I have been around a long time, and we've thrown a lot of iron at a lot of fish. And it was easily, for those of you that are into surface iron fishing, the best surface iron bite on yellowtail I have ever seen. Okay, guys, Uh, hold that thought. We'll come right back to you, Steve and Sergio. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830 KLAA, and we'll be right back.
Angels Radio, AM 830. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo atabato. And our Carne de Teresa Salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And before we go any further... I would like to welcome Captain Rick Scott. Good morning, Rick. How are you, sir? Good morning. How is everybody? Everybody's great. Awesome. How well, about you? beautiful weather out here in the water today. And uh, fishing slowed down right. a bit last night from what it's been all week, but we managed to catch one last night. And uh, looking forward to the day here. Stopped on a school right now, waiting for him to bite. Well, yeah, uh, Rick, I don't know if you can hear me. I barely hear you. Um, you had a really nice week this week. A really nice week? I Didn't did. You have a, I mean, I saw some very notable catches. Didn't you get close to limits? Yeah. Um, nah, almost. Yeah. We got 30, 35 or something for that, for that trip. Oh, that was last weekend. This is this weekend. But I did have a nice week. I get to go out and shoot. Got to go out and shoot my bow every day. Yeah, and he, he actually grind, came up. The grind has the grind has started. Yeah, he came up yesterday. and saw us at Taco yeah, Tuesday. Up, so, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was my last day of play, and it's it's uh, it's a grind now from here until probably November. I would I would think at least October. I know we're booked through October. Well, in a couple of weeks, we'll be with you. Okay, we'll have that day and a half with you. I believe that trip is sold out. Um, just, uh, I think the important thing, Rick, since I got you on here, uh, you've actually posted something yesterday about what to bring on these trips, day and a half, overnight. What's your recommendation as far as tackle? Um, right now there's a mix of fish. There's, we just saw some probably 25-pound fish puddling around. 
there's some bigger fish, 40, 60 pounders. We caught a 60 pounder last night. And, uh, we go to the right area. There's some fish over a hundred. So your recommendation on tackle would be what? <laughs> it would be to bring 25 to 100 pound, 130 pound. Be ready for anything. We just, you know, we don't know. Depending on what kind of tackle yeah. we got on the boat, we don't know where we're going. If we got heavy gear for everybody, then we can go chase those big ones. Like this group here, we're not quite set up for those big fish. So we stayed south, and we'll try to catch the 60, 80-pounders. Okay, well, the average the average uh, angler doesn't have 300 different rods. So uh, I, I would think, uh, Carson, if we – I know you have the five rods, but if we could whittle it down to three – you probably want something that can do oh, 25 we just hung to a fish. 40. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, say 25 to 40, 40 to 80, and then 100 pounds. Okay. You should, those three outfits will get you out of a lot of trouble. Yes. And jigs. Bring your bring your heavy jigs. Um, sinkers. Mm-hmm. Your guys fishing sinker rigs. Um, okay, so on heavy jigs, I would tell everybody bring anywhere between 100 to 150 grams. Then you want to have about 250, and then you want to have four to 420. Okay, those are all the the, the right sizes, and then that way you have a variety. Uh, yeah, okay. the wind's blowing. Obviously, need a, a heavier jig to get down because we're going to drift faster. So, so if the wind's not blowing so hard, we can get away with uh, What's fishing the those lighter 200 gram jigs. At night, what's the average depth that you're, you're seeing the bigger fish? Um, two to three hundred feet. Mm-hmm. Another biter. So, um, another biter. Uh, we got three going. Yeah, it, it looks, it, I, yeah, I, I may have to go here. <laughs> okay. Well, listen. Let's just we'll, we'll take it from here. We obviously know you're having a good day on the water. So, uh, Rick, best way to get a hold of the Ocean Odyssey and book a trip. Um, OceanOdysseyFishing.com. The schedule's up. Oh, they're blowing around the boat. OceanOdysseyFishing.com. You can uh, book right online, or if you want to talk to Dina, 619-889-4535. And on those trips uh, that we sponsor with you guys or your your trip, you know, yeah, get, get on the waiting list if you want to go. And you're not you're not already booked up because, you know, we do have people drop out when uh, yeah, spaces open up. Right. So we have our next trip. I believe we leave on the 12th, fish the 13th, come back on the 14th. I know this just sold out. Get on the waiting list for that one if you want. And if not, you have to, with us anyway, you'd have to wait till, um, let's see, uh, September 5th. Okay, that's our two and a half days. So uh, for that one, you'll call Ron. But anyway, listen, I'm going to let you go, Captain, because I know you got well, fish. Well, hang on, on hang on. We're, we're, we're going oh. to go down on the deck here. We're going to go down on the deck here. We're going to get oh, right in the mix it. with you guys. Yeah. All right. Let me talk to some of these people. (laughs) Only on our radio station can you get it live. Okay, here we go. His name is Garrett. (laughs) Hey, Garrett. Hook up! (laughs) Marlo, 30 pounds, bluefin probably. Uh, We're on the Ocean Odyssey. Imagine that. I figured, I figured Rick was on that boat. <laughs> oh, Angler Chronicles. What's up? <laughs> Good morning, guys. You're going to stay on the radio. You're on the radio. <laughs> I got deep color. Uh, now you Is it deep blue or deep yellow? 
Okay, he's moving. He's working the rail uh-huh. here. All right, we got Team Color. I may have to put the phone down here for a gas. Okay. Hello, no, listen. And Rick, go nope. ahead and sign off. It looks like you're real busy. We'll we'll take here. it from here. Hang on. No, we oh, got okay. it here. We got we got a guy with a gas right here. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, it's all right. There we go. Landed on deck. There we <laughs> go. Right, there nice. we go. Congratulations. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, listen, you save a few of those for us. In a couple of weeks, we'll be with you on the 12th, and uh, we'll, we'll do a We'll, do, we'll have like, some fun there, okay? And uh, you got it, guys. Our flagship in, in, for Angler Chronicles in, in San Diego is definitely the Ocean Odyssey, and you guys are are hearing live why, okay? Rick does whatever has to be done to put you on fish. I've seen him go beyond the limit of mileage to get on fish, and we've done it. So, um, highly recommend the Ocean Odyssey. And like I said, we have three trips with you. We have one now in July. We have one in September. We have another one in October. Uh, get on our website, anglerchronicles.com. Go to AC Schools. You'll see the trips listed. Get a, get a hold of uh, the numbers that you need to make your reservations. And if they're sold out, like uh, like you said, get on a waiting list so we can call you last minute. And if somebody cancels, we can get you on. Okay. Yep. I, I and we have, one, we, have, and, uh, we have one. We have one. We have one of your favorite crew members coming back to the boat. He'll be here. Tiny for the season. Tiny? Huh? No, no. Tiny? No, he's not tiny. Dave. He's big. No, no, he's no, no, big. No. I know. That's my new. That's my new bodyguard. <laughs> no, that's my new bodyguard. Yeah. I don't want to see him on the radio, but he's big and he's he's Spanish. Paul said he said he, he told me he's six foot eight. Who? No, that's that's the guy that's here now. Ah, one of the old crew members is coming back. One of the old crew members is coming back. Guy that's cooked for me and decked for me. Dave? No, 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 no. Starts with a D, though. So, you know who it is. Yeah. He hasn't been with us for a couple of years. He's coming back. So he left Vegas? Yep. He's currently on another boat right now, but he's gonna, he wants back over here. So he's going to be joining us on Aww. Sunday night. And from there, there on out, throughout the rest of the season, he'll be here. Cooking your wonderful Aww, food. Excellent. One yeah. of the best tremors that you ever had, let me tell you. That's right. That's okay. right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So Desi, we, we welcome you, Desi. Okay. Cool. All right, my All brother, right. you, you, you did go one more time. Give us a website and phone number. OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535 to talk to Dina. All right. Now, listen, you were on deck with your phone. You could have taken a couple of photos. Uh, yeah, photos and I'm talking on it. I, I'm not that, I'm not that uh, smart. <laughs> the, 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 phone, the phone is smart. Okay. The phone is smarter than me. All right. All right. Take care, Captain. Okay. Bye, Rick. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> wow. Play-by-play. Well, play. You can't beat that, I'll tell you that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, okay. how about it, Steve? What? Uh, 
That was that was pretty amazing. He didn't <laughs> he didn't mention um, how big the fish was at the gap, but between hookup and landing was not too no, long. Said so I think it was one of the, one of the smaller grade ones. He said he had a yeah, school of twenty five pounders around the boat. Yeah, he said there were thirties that were coming over the rail. You know what? That's good enough. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What, 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 we are getting so jaded. We are. So jaded, like oh well, another bluefin tuna. What the heck? You got to be kidding me! So this hey, is an hey, amazing, amazing fishing we've had since 2016. It's just like, you know, how much longer is this dream going to keep going? It's amazing. Yeah. Well, Steve, Sergio said you came back from a trip. Yeah, yeah. So we were on the eight-day trip on the on the Shogun. We had. Tremendous yellowtail fishing, absolutely um, historic level of yellowtail fishing. We had about, you know, it was about two-thirds to three-quarters of them were standard issue size, you know, 12 to 22 pounds like you would catch just about anywhere, and, and they were just biting nails. Uh, whatever you wanted to use, whatever your favorite technique was, it would work. And about, uh, you know, a quarter to a third of them, you know, a healthy percentage were absolute slugs, 30 to 40 pounds, and it was just kind of random, mixed in together. You you know, you could hook a 15-pounder a on one cast and a 40-pounder on the next cast, and uh, just beautiful yellowtail. Uh, we also had something I had not experienced before. We stopped at San Geronimo Island, which is kind of an obscure little island. Ordinarily doesn't have great fishing, but... Uh, They've got a, a, um, a little spot of sand there, and we drifted for halibut, and we caught about 15 or 18, you know, nice halibut, including a, a couple 20-pounders and a 30-pounder, and yes, I did weigh them. I didn't catch them, but, uh, but we caught them, and then uh, both on the way down and on the way back on the eight-day trip, the first day and the last day, uh, we were able to get into the bluefin area, and you know, for us, there was no bite in the daytime. Just kind of the way it works sometimes. But uh, we had pretty darn good action on the jigs, all on the jigs at night. And um, you know, our smaller ones were 40 pounds, as Sergio mentioned. Our average size was like 70, 80 pounds, and we had a couple in in the 100 pound class. We had a, a, not limits, but we had we had a nice catch, a nice a nice total. And, uh, you know, who could complain about that? It was just absolutely almost a perfect trip. And, uh, you know, it's no big secret. I, I like surface iron fishing for yellowtail. You know, I mean, I love bluefin tuna. It's cool. But there's nothing like throwing the surface iron on the long rod for right. yellowtail. Absolutely. That's the bit, one of the best things in the world. And we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio. AM 830 KLAA. Angels Radio. AM 830. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. 
Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AME 30. All right, everybody, welcome back to... Angler Chronicles, Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA, and Steve. Rock the Casbah. I'm not sure Joe Strummer uh, was ever, ever in a fishing boat, though. I've looked for pictures of him before, and uh, I have failed. Okay. (laughs) You know what? It's amazing how many rockers, now that they're getting a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth, a little gray in the beard. It's amazing how many of them have taken up fishing. It's uh, it's it's pretty astounding. And and of course the country singers have always been fishermen, always. So uh, yeah, you know we're 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 uh, we're we're on the growth side with the celebrities because fishing actually fits into the uh, the country western stuff. You know, like. Uh, you know, my pickup truck had broken, my girlfriend left me, my dog died, and I lost the fish. So, you know, it's all the heart, heartbreaking. Oh, uh, they landed the fish and it healed their broken heart. Hey, you should write <laughs> no, a song. Yeah, yeah. And listen, so basically you had a very good trip on the Shogun, um, weather permitting, of course, you know, but uh, it looks like you caught fish at night, caught fish during the day, and a, and a wide variety. I even saw that you had a Dorado on the boat. Yeah, I didn't catch it, but but we caught, actually we caught three Dorado, two small ones, and uh, one good size, one maybe 20 pounds. As near as I can tell, as near as I can figure, those were the first Dorado of the season, uh, you know, north of Cabo. Uh, they were just kind of mixed in with the yellowtail. They, maybe they were confused. Maybe they're having an identity crisis. But, um, you know, they were there, and their noses were pointed north. So um, I would say, what, uh, today's July 1st. How did that happen? Holy moly. Um, I know. By the end of the month, before the end of this month, you are going to see the first couple of Dorado caught in local waters. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Rick is uh, is the one who catches them because he's always on top of that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the bluefin tuna action um, has just continued to be historic. Very nice seeing the uh, the first yellowfin. Now that we're in July, um, it's less amazing that that yellowfin tuna are showing up in our local waters. But they've been showing mm-hmm. up for a couple of weeks, kind of increasing numbers from one a week to one every couple of days to one every day, a couple every day. You know, now they're up to like 10 or 15 every day. Uh, before you know it, it's going to be Katie bar the door, raining yellowfin tuna. The good thing about yellowfin tuna, they like to bite in the daytime. 
For people like Sergio, that's pretty important. Oh yes, I like to sleep at night. But let me let me plug this in because it's uh, I think it's important. Just like our flagship down south is the uh, yeah, the um, Ocean Odyssey in, in San Diego. In the Long Beach, L.A. area, it's the El Dorado, and they've been having some amazing trips over to the island. Lots of very good quality yellowtail. A lot of uh, you know the rockfish, obviously the the the, the calico bass have been hitting it. The, the halibut. But they also are catching the bluefin tuna. So, um, guys, when we, you know, the biggest thing that we can share with you guys is just be prepared when you go on these trips. Uh, don't be undergunned or overgunned. Okay, so you. So you be, be overgunned, Sergio. It's much better to be overgunned. Yep. Well, yeah, but I mean, um, three basic setups: twenty-five to forty, forty to eighty, so you can fish fifty or sixty. And then um, somebody can fish over 80. And I would say forget 80. Do 100, 130. Okay, you want to go. If you're going to go big, go big. Okay, these fish, can, you, you never know what you're going to get. I mean, you drop that into the into the depths 300 feet. Um, just think about that. you got 300 feet of line already out by the time you even get to the zone. So you need a high-capacity type reel, okay? And um, you better have some cranking power. Definitely a two-speed reel, okay? Um, mine mine are all fitted with a 100-pound uh, Spectra. I'll say that just like Steve likes it, Spectra, okay? All the way to the top, and then all you have a short leader of 130 to 150 fluorocarbon, okay, tied onto a jig. And then that way you can get some cranking power going, right. okay? And, and sometimes that is undergone these days. But right. uh, you definitely want to have one of those systems, and you want to fish something you can fish 50 or 60 quickly on. Okay, those can be, you know, uh, you know, bait on a, on a sinker uh, or, you know, uh, maybe a 100, maybe a 250 um, type of flat fall type jig. Okay, and then have a lighter setup for fly lining. I think that those three outfits are great. Okay, and I would highly recommend for all three outfits if you if you have a two speed that you can use different sizes, that's what I would do. Right. Okay, and you know uh, you can you, you can reach those guys at uh, LongBeachSportFishing.com and or call five six two four three two eight nine nine three. And book yourself a trip. Okay, those guys you mean the El Dorado, yeah. The El Dorado, yeah. yes. Yeah. And the Victory. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. so, so th that's what you want to do. In fact, the Victory, I saw, they're going over there and catching some nice yellowtail at the island. So uh, Catalina's pumping out some nice yellows, uh, some nice calico bass as well. The Fury out of Dana has been going over to the island as well, also catching some good fish. So, you know, it's a fishy time of the year. This is what we... Uh, we, we we prepare for all winter long. This is this is the time, and I don't know, Steve, Carson. I mean, I always remember Fourth of July weekend was when the sand bass used to show up in the local on the on the flats, you know, out here. Yeah, and, um, yeah, the sand bass yeah. on the flats, and traditionally, I'm going to say that word. I can say the a word on the air. It might might get you taken off the air. Albacore. The first significant catches out of San Diego used to almost always be on the Fourth of July weekend. Um, so mm -hmm. we're blessed now. These bluefin start biting in March, yeah, and well, the albacore used to used to start to peter out towards the towards uh, 
the month of September, and by October they were uh, quite often they were done, and now we get the bluefin all the way into December. It's it's just an amazing time. Okay, guys, we got about a minute and thirty seconds. Okay, well then, give I'm me sorry, the we got. I'm sorry, we got four minutes. Oh, we got four minutes. Okay, all right. So, um, so basically, guys, um, this is what we live for. So, be prepared. I hope that you heard us in the winter months when we told you to get your reels serviced, because these fish will make your reels sing. Okay, and they will be tested and they'll be put through the ringer. So I hope that you got your your gear into shape. Make sure that your rods are in perfect shape. And go, what do you mean? Well, take a little Q-tip, a little ball of cotton, go through every eye. Most, uh, most of all the new rods have ceramic inserts. Make sure those things aren't um, tied or cracked in any way, shape, or form, because they will cut your line. Okay, when you're on a big fish, so make sure you check that out. Make sure your reel seats are nice and and good as well. Uh, Make sure your rod, I mean, your reels are in good shape. Make sure your line is in good shape. If you've had uh, Spectra on your reel for over three years, look, you got everything you were going to get out of it. Go change it. Because even even Spectra has a shelf life, okay? And it's been sitting there. It's gotten water, some salt water in the past, and sun, all that starts to deteriorate your, your, your equipment. Very important to have your equipment ready to go now. If you haven't done it, go do it. Go do it today. Grab your stuff. Go get it service. If you're going to go on a trip, because if not, it'll break your heart when you're on a, a fish of a lifetime and it's it's not you, but it's not the fish. In other words, it's you. Okay, And everything that you could control uh, goes bad because you didn't do your homework. So that, that's the only thing I, I have to say about that. Use real hooks, okay? I see a lot of guys using very, very thin hooks on these big, huge fish. I'm not saying you can't do it, but just think about this. You're using a 100-pound line, okay, on a 140-pound fish. You're pulling, he's pulling, uh, a thin hook will straighten out or break on you. So I would, you know, I love I love owner hooks. So I would say definitely on those bigger fish a mutu, which is a circle hook, and go with the gorillas. Okay, gorillas are a little thicker, stronger. They're they're, they're forged perfectly. They'll help you land that fish. Okay. You definitely don't want a hook straightening out. You got about a minute and thirty seconds, guys. Okay, so that, that that's my two cents, and then uh, for the remainder of this weekend, guys, it's Fourth of July. Celebrate your country. Celebrate what our forefathers did. I mean, they went against the British, okay? And I know recently somebody said, God save the queen. I don't know why you would say that, okay? All right. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, thank you so much for doing what you did, okay? And so that we can live in a country that's free, okay? A country that provides so much for all of us. And as an immigrant, believe me, I truly, truly value it and um, would do anything for this country. So happy 4th of July to all our servicemen and women, all our veterans, our Gold Star families, um, and everybody. Just I love you all, and thank you. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for, for your friendship. Yeah, and, you know, I just want to say one thing, guys. Stand up and be counted. America rocks. Um there's no, no place better, and if you don't, you want to try someplace else, feel free and go. 
Um, God bless America. You know, that's all I got to say. Marble or granite? Marble or granite? Oh, here we go. He said America rocks. Oh. Marble or granite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Carson, I'm glad you're back with you, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon, okay? Looking forward to it. Have fun in Sacramento. You know, um, thank you. And then earthworm, earthworm, enough with noodling, arrows, and spear fishing. Rod and reel. <laughs> Rod and reel. That's all good. And all right. Have a great weekend, everybody. All right, everybody. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM830, KLAA. We're out. Be kid, be kind. Well, folks, that's the show for this week. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.